Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash CNN for a $1 per month trial. Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Wednesday, October 14th. Set your DVRs, dueling Trump and Biden town halls set for tomorrow night. We'll discuss that. Plus, a huge defeat from the Department of Justice for Donald Trump. And finally, millions of Americans are already voting. We'll take you to the polls. The stages are set. Notice the plural, stages. That's right. Donald Trump and Joe Biden will each be participating in broadcast network town hall events tomorrow night at 8 o'clock Eastern. Simultaneously, Trump announced today that he's going to participate in an NBC town hall moderated by Savannah Guthrie down in Miami. Joe Biden had previously announced he's going to be on ABC with George Stephanopoulos moderating a town hall in Pennsylvania. These two folks were actually supposed to spend Thursday, October 15th on the debate stage together in a town hall style debate. As you may recall, the Commission on Presidential Debates last week announced that for the debate to proceed in Miami as planned, the candidates would need to appear remotely. And Donald Trump then pulled out of that debate and said he would not be doing a remote debate. So Joe Biden made plans to do a solo town hall on ABC. And Donald Trump made clear at the time he wanted to do his own solo town hall on network television. But it wasn't until this morning that NBC said it was a done deal. And I think we now know why. In addition to announcing the town hall with the president, NBC announced that they had gotten confirmation from outside the White House, from the NIH, that Donald Trump is no longer infectious or shedding the virus, the coronavirus, that he had contracted. They put out a statement saying, quote, At the request of the White House, Dr. Fauci and Dr. Lane, both of the NIH, have reviewed the totality of the COVID-19 test results from the president, including a PCR test that was done at NIH, and they affirmed that all current evidence indicates the president is not infectious for anyone else. It is with that confirmation that NBC felt it was safe enough to proceed with tomorrow night's town hall. Now, if you're an undecided voter, good luck to you. I don't know how you decide which channel you're going to tune into and how you're going to be able to assess the candidates since they're speaking at the same time. But here's one good thing for the democratic process. They will each be taking questions from voters. These town hall settings always produce some sort of unexpected moments. They do give you insight into where the candidate's head is at a given moment moment and getting that insight 19 days out from election day is valuable. Enough people, I think, have the ability to record one and watch one live or record them both and watch them later on that they will be able to see, if not side by side in real time, eventually a comparison between the two candidates. Here's what else matters today. A bombshell headline from The Washington Post that the probe, the investigation that Attorney General Barr had ordered up about Obama-era officials requesting the identity of individuals whose names were redacted from intelligence documents. This is known as unmasking. You've heard the president talk about this, tweet about this. Well, that DOJ investigation comes up with absolutely nothing. 
no substantive wrongdoing, according to people familiar with the matter, is how the Post describes its sources. U.S. Attorney John Bash was charged with heading up this investigation. He actually left the Department of Justice last week. And there will be no criminal charges, no public report. There was no substantive wrongdoing found, which, by the way, is precisely what all those Obama-era officials said at the time that Donald Trump was accusing them. I mean, add this to the mix, you know, Donald Trump accuses Barack Obama of having spied on his campaign, a totally unsubstantiated charge. This notion of, quote unquote, unmasking, which if you hear any intelligence official talk about, it is a pretty standardized process that when some national security official is reading an intelligence report and the identity of an American is shielded in the report, but they need to understand who that person is for the context of the whole report to determine if there is any kind of threat to American national security. They go through a very standardized process asking for that identity to be revealed so that they can understand the full context as they're assessing the intelligence report. It happens with frequency in intelligence documents and intelligence assessments across the government. There's nothing untoward about it. But Donald Trump has added this notion, this unmasking, into the sort of Fox News right-wing conspiracy theory-driven rhetoric that riles up his base. And now he's left with a big goose egg on this one from his own hand-picked Attorney General Barr and his Justice Department. In fact, today, Donald Trump was on Newsmax suggesting that Attorney General Barr may not be in line for the job any longer if there is a second Trump term. This is somebody who's been unbelievably loyal in doing the president's political bidding from his perch at DOJ, but clearly not enough to satisfy Donald Trump, who today is once again expressing displeasure with his handpicked attorney general. Remember how he ran Jeff Sessions out of town for recusing himself on the Russia investigation? This is a president who wants the head of the Justice Department Department doing his political bidding at all times in the way he wants it. And he's not getting that today in this report, which found absolutely no wrongdoing when it comes to this notion of unmasking from Obama-era officials. And finally today, voters are voting. Yes, it's still 20 days to Election Day itself, but the voting process is well underway, and we are over 12 million ballots cast now. Granted, that isn't quite yet 10% of the total expected electorate in this presidential election, but it is dramatically increasing with each passing day now as we approach Election Day. This week, we saw early voting in person begin both in Georgia and Texas, two critical states not only in the presidential battleground, but also with key Senate contests and caught up with some voters who've been waiting exceedingly long in line to cast their ballot. So many people have sacrificed before us, so it's almost a spin in their face if we don't take the time to show our kids that they have this right and it's best used uh, as early as possible. This is one of the most important elections of our lifetime. I feel that the Democrat Party is leaning uh, a little bit far you know, to the left. I'm looking at this crowd today. I feel the enthusiasm of all the people participating. People are mobilized. I've never seen this before, and I'm proud to be participating in it.
There's just a taste from some of the voters that CNN caught up with in line in Georgia and Texas. Clearly, the entire coronavirus pandemic is changing the way Americans vote in this election. It is causing people to vote early. It's causing many, many more Americans to vote by mail and absentee than have ever done so before. And that is contributing to some of the lines that we're seeing. But let's not underestimate the enthusiasm to get out and vote that is also very present in these lines. Whether you're a Trump supporter or a Biden supporter, We've seen in poll after poll a pretty enthusiastic electorate about this election and about voting in this election, which I think is on display in a lot of these early voting locations right now. And just remember, I think it's so critical every time we talk about people voting now, we are dealing with two different universes of voters in this election in a way we never have before. A brand new Pew Research survey is out today. And it shows that Trump supporters are more than twice as likely as Biden supporters to say they plan to cast their ballots in person on Election Day. 50% of Trump supporters, half his supporters, say that's how they plan to cast their ballot. That compares to only 20% of Biden supporters who are far more inclined to vote by absentee or mail-in ballot. I can't stress enough as you are looking about information about how many Democrats are returning absentee ballots versus how many Republicans, or you're looking at the enthusiasm that you see in some of these early in-person voting lines, or as you watch the returns on election night itself and the vote tallies become apparent, remember, you have to know that there are two different electorates out there with real different political leanings, and that context is going to be so important as we see over these next three weeks the vote totals emerge in this race between President Trump and Joe Biden. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow.